Good morning and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotions. My name is Nandi Fleming and I will be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, it's always a beautiful morning to wake up and to know that you are with us and that you have not left us and that we have life and that we have a life to live and that we have experiences to be had. And Lord, as this morning as we are living, are we going to be looking at how we live our lives, how we prefer to to approach life in general, Lord. I pray that that we will truly learn from your word and that you will help us to to do the best that we can because you are our guide and you are our Lord. Lord, bless us now and may you speak to us through your Holy Spirit is my prayer in your name. Amen. So the verse for our talk this morning comes from the book of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. The title for my talk this morning is how we live our lives in crisis, personality number four. So the last three days, we've looked at the first three preference pairs within personality types. Extrovert versus introvert, sensing versus intuition, thinking versus feeling. And these classifications comes from what we call the Myers-Briggs Indicated or the MBT. And by now you would have identified where your preferences lie within the first three of the four options. Which ones you are naturally inclined to use during your life and especially during times of crisis. And the first one is, do you feel energized when you are alone or with people? That's the first preference. Do you gather information by looking at the smaller details or the bigger picture? That's the second one. Or do you make decisions based on logic or on empathy for others? That's the third one. And today we're going to look at the last and final one, the fourth one, how you live your life or how you prefer to live your life. Do you live your life by planning or do you live your life by just going with the flow and letting things happen naturally? And we call these two preferences judging or perceiving. Judging being that you plan life, very meticulously so, and perceiving being that, ah, you know, I let life happen and I go with the flow, just letting things happen normally and making my decisions as I go. So judging really as a preference can be summed up as a person who likes to organize things, who likes to make lists, and they make decisions and come up with plans and complete these plans. That's judging. Um, an example is, is that what they tend to do is they tend to sketch, schedule things way in advance. They tend to live their life by scheduling, planning, and doing it way in advance. And when it comes to difficult and problematic situations, they tend to also have a plan. They look at the problem at hand and they form and express their judgments, their opinions, and plans on how to solve the problems that are at hand. And then they move quickly towards bringing closure to the issue so that they can move on from that current issue. So life is really for them a list of plans waiting to be ticked off um, um, when they are completed. This preference group we call judging types and, and doing plans and executing them it brings them great joy. It makes them happy. It's where they feel comfortable. And this is how they live their lives. So people with judging as a preference will usually use words ending in ED. They'll say things like, I have finished that. I have completed that. I have decided that. 
And they also usually do their plans very neatly and orderly in a very established kind of way. There is a warning, however. The word judging, as we are using it in this context, does not mean to judge people, but rather to look at the world from a specific opinion and then make plans accordingly to that opinion. So it's really just looking at the world and making plans to fit into that which is happening in the world. Now, if on the other hand, your preference is perceiving, this type likes to go with the flow to be kind of spontaneous. Life to them is not about specific plans, but about options and having those options always open and then just going with whatever feels right at that moment, um, making decisions in the here and now. So perceiving types don't necessarily reject plans that have been made by others. They don't tend to make plans for themselves, but they may not stick to plans that have been made, especially if those plans have been made by someone else. So I want you to think of a friend, a friend that when plans have been made between you and this friend to go somewhere or do something, that they tend to always cancel at the last moment, lets you know that something has come up. Um, Not because it's an emergency, but simply because something better has arrived. And they tend to change their minds at the last minute or, or, you know, cancel plans. They don't like being tied down to specific plans. Can you think of someone like this? Or perhaps you are this someone. And this kind of letting life come to you as it happens, uh, making choices um, as options arise, can be very frustrating to those who have made plans and want them to be executed. And they might even see it as a kind of disloyalty. Like, how can you just drop me at the last minute? You know, we had plans that needs to be completed and finished. And, you know, you might say something like, you know, yeah, but I'm I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff, you know. Um, so basically, perceiving, Receiving types will postpone decisions to see if there are other options that are available, you know. Um, They might act spontaneously and out of the blue in a very negative or even positive way. They might say things like, let's pack up right now and go away for a weekend. Um, They might decide what to do right on the spot rather than forming a plan ahead of time. And they tend to leave things for the last minute. They, on the other hand, will use words ending in ing. Um, They'll say things like, I'm finishing that, I'm completing that, I'm still deciding what I want to do. Um, They want life's decisions to remain open-ended and they live life in a very open-ended way, not making final decisions and coming to specific conclusions. So the way that judging types like to live their lives, um, judging types, is they plan for life. A systematic way of reaching their goals. Perceiving types, on the other end, live their life by making choices spontaneously or leaving their options open to change and, and not specifically sticking to one choice. So which one do you lean towards today? Which one do you feel more comfortable with and do you identify with? The fourth preference prayer is probably the one with the biggest gap between the two differences. And therefore, it can cause actually quite a great amount of friction in relationships, whether at home or at work. A person with a very strong judging preference might find it very hard to get along with somebody who has a very strong perceiving preference and vice versa. Somebody who is very open-ended and doesn't like to make plans might, might find it very hard to live in a house or to work with somebody who is very meticulous and strict on making plans and executing them and getting to, a, to the end of it all. 
Um, on the other end, you know, as much as it could be very difficult to live with these two types of people in the same home or work at the same type of place, um, a, a mixed couple or people who are perceiving as well of judging in the same environment could actually learn to complement one another very well if they've developed themselves enough to be able to accept each other's differences and work around those differences. So I, I asked myself the question, you know, with all of this, what is God wanting our Christian lives to look like? What What is his preference? What does he want our lives to look like? Does he want us to be planners or does he want us to sort of go with the flow and just let life happen in the here and now? Um, and I asked myself the question, is it always wise and prudent to live life with restraint, with possible plans and to follow through on them? There's a saying that goes that um, always planning ahead a person should always plan ahead because, you know, it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. So there are those who would say, you know, from God's perspective, um, plans are good. Plans need to be executed, need to be, you know, brought into fruition because, you know, you might not see the point of the plan right now. But when the crisis comes, then the plan will be will be in place and, and you'll feel more at ease. Um, or, you know, is it wiser to make decisions as they arise? A kind of risky, edgy, out there, half-crazed way of approaching life. There's a saying that goes that being spontaneous at times is a must. Being spontaneous all the time is for crazy people. This is a saying by Ray and Hansen. In other words, th th we might say that, you know, even within the Christian walk, there are times where we have to take risks and we have to be edgy and out there and come across as a little bit crazy saying, you know what, I haven't made a plan for this, but I'm leaving it in God's hands and I'm, I'm just going to go with whatever happens and trust him. So do we choose either or or do we choose both? What does God want? When we look at the Bible, I believe that God recommends that we plan. If we look at the verse in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, um, a very well-known verse, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to give you harm, plans to give you hope and a future. Then there's other verses like Amos chapter 3, verse 7, where the Lord declares that he himself has plans. He says, Surely the Lord God does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 also gives me the idea that God is into planning. He says that um, Solomon speaks and he says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Proverbs 16 verse 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And then 1 Corinthians 14 verse 40 says, Let all things be done decently and in order. So if I look at all of these verses, I come up with the idea that God says that I have a plan for you and that I reveal my plans through the prophets. And these plans are systematic and time-based. It's a systematic time-based plan for your life. There's a time for everything. And then God also says, and I know that you also have some ideas about life and how to live life. And God says, bring those ideas to me, bring those plans to me, and I will establish them. I will bless them. And then it also says that we should plan well. well. You know, don't just make silly little plans, but execute them well in an orderly fashion. Um, so I believe that God really does promote and is into planning and into the judging preference. There's a saying that goes that says, failing to plan is planning to fail. And it kind of sounds like God is in agreement with this.
But then on the other hand, if you go and investigate the Bible, there are times where God says that it is not wise and it is not prudent and that he doesn't want us to make plans. For example, in the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 3 to 4, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's sending them out to go and preach the gospel. And he says to them, now go and remember that I'm sending you out as lambs amongst wolves. Don't take any money with you, not a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anybody on the road. So God says very specifically to them, don't plan for this journey ahead. I'm sending you, don't take anything with you. Luke chapter 21 verse 14 also speaks about the end days and about when people will be persecuted for their faith and they will be asked, why are you holding on to your faith? Why are you holding on to your Christianity? And Luke 21 verse 14, as well as Matthew 10 verse 19, tells us that we shouldn't plan for those times when when hardship and persecution will come. It says, don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges that will be brought against you. Matthew 10 19 says, when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say, God will give you the right words at the right time. So in these two specific cases, Jesus sends out his disciples. Jesus says that there will come a time when Christians will be persecuted and asked about their faith. And God says, don't plan for your needs. Don't plan what you're going to say. Um, So there are times it seems that the Bible says that our plans shouldn't even be made, that our plans will be useless and that we shouldn't even attempt to to plan for those times of crisis which may lay ahead of us. Um, There's a saying in life that says, a planned life is a dead life. You have killed the magic once you have planned. And I think that really, you know, what the Bible is calling for in these two verses is to say, you know what, there's a certain something in life where when God says, step out in faith, don't make your own plans or try and save your own skin. Allow me to save your skin. You know, just just let life come to you. Trust me. Have faith. God says, um, step into life and let it unfold by my grace. It's kind of like, you know, don't kill that magic of where God steps in and comes through for you. And and even though you haven't planned or executed, he says, I will plan, I will execute on your behalf. Have that kind of faith in me. So some have said that perceiving types or spontaneous people who don't plan have learned to live life in the here and now. As life unfolds today, they just make their decisions today as the options present themselves. While judging types, on the other hand, um, who plan all the time, may struggle to live today because they're mostly planning for tomorrow, looking at the problems of yesterday and making sure that tomorrow will not have the same mistakes in them again. So the question is then, by now, you should know which preference you are. Remember that you have both inside of you and that you tend to use the one more than the other. It's like being right-handed. It doesn't mean that you never use your left. It just means that you use your right more than your left. So you might associate more with judging preference, making meticulous plans and executing them. Uh, Or you might, you know, sort of like be more of a perceiving type who just lets today happen. And as the choices arise, then you make the choices as life unfolds, going with the flow. So then in today, as we are faced with COVID-19 and lockdown and all of the things that come with it, we are faced with this crisis. How has this crisis affected your preference? Has your preference been amplified? 
What do I mean with this? Are you planning more than before? Have your lists grown if you are a judging type? Have you become more specific on how you want your plans to be executed? Or if you are a perceiving type, has lockdown added stress? Uh, the, 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 the lockdown's added stress affected your preference by you know becoming kind of more relaxed and going more with the flow and kind of saying, ah, well, I don't know what's going to happen in any case, so why should I even plan? Why should I even try? and do anything about this you know it's going to happen what's going to happen if i get sick i'm going to get sick if i die i'm going to die um have you become more relaxed in in making decisions or leaving decisions out completely um leaving things to the last moment or even probably not even doing them stopping making any decisions we, we need to be careful of the extremes of of either or because both extremes when we move into those extremes they become very unbalanced we start living our lives in a very unbalanced way you see it's not bad to have a preference but when you overuse that preference like we said the previous days it can become toxic it can become detrimental you see, your preference may have been amplified during this lockdown time. And it's natural to experience this kind of amplification during crisis, but we need to, to just be aware of it. We need to become aware of it and, and ask ourselves, can we still use some of our left hand while using our right hand? Um, because you see, in crisis, we tend to go where we feel comfortable, but comfortable might not always be the answer. Comfortable might not always be safe. We might feel safe, but the question is, do I still need to plan do i still need to 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 make certain decisions during this time um but is there certain things that i can't plan for that i can't make decisions on that i have to simply say i'm going to let it happen i'm going to leave this in god's hand and whatever may be must be you see if you live in a home during this lockdown with these two preferences it could um create friction and the reason for this is, is that when we go into crises, it's like going into a fire and fire brings out the worst or the best inside of us. And I believe that, you know, the crisis that we go through brings out the worst or the best within our preferences. It burns away the dirt, but it also brings out the good. And we need to just decide when the bad comes out, what are we going to do with the bad? And when the good comes out, can we hold on to it? So when crisis hits one of... um our family members and your family member is a, a, a judging type your family member is probably going to have to try and solve COVID-19's problems and issues through methodology methodologically planning a way and trying to get through the crisis while on the other end if you're perceiving you're probably going to reject that plan by your planning family member and say something like, you know what, we, we have no control over this. Let's just let it happen. But there are some things that we still have control over. Um, small things that we can, we can still have a semblance of control within our lives. Like when we get up, how we live our day, we might not be able to control the outbreak of COVID-19 or where it's going to come or if we're going to be infected, but we can still choose to wash our hands and, and plan certain small things to keep us safe. But the bigger things we can leave in God's hands. And because we might have these different perspectives, these different preferences, arguments might come up. Um, it might even go over into a spiritual argument where one says, you know, we must trust God and pray and believe that he will make a way. Stop planning for yourself. Um, you know, look at what God did for the Israelites. They didn't have a, a plan or a map on how to get through the wilderness. They just, you know, went with the flow. They allowed God to leave them um, and he made a path for them. 
and and they just made decisions as the day unfolded the judging type on the other end might reject the spiritual guidance and say yes but god has also given us a brain to use and not to just let life happen there are things that we can still control and things that we still should make decisions on and and plan for in life and i don't think that the one is right and the other one wrong i honestly believe that there is right and wrong in both camps in both preferences but you see certain situations calls for certain preferences and we do need both we need to learn to use our left and our right hand um there's a verse that talks about planning, but that also that we can also leave our plans open-ended to a certain extent. Um, open-ended in the sense that God will guide us. James chapter 14 verse 13 warns against making plans without leaving it open-ended in the hand of God. It says, some may say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. In other words, they had a plan. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord's will, we will live and do this and do that. So I believe what this verse is saying is, yes, you have plans and, and it's good to make plans. But as much as you've made plans, you don't really know if these plans are going to come to fruition. So be a little bit more open open-minded have a little bit of open-mindedness that if the lord comes and says i have another plan that you will at that moment be spontaneous and say i'm dropping mine i'll go with the lord's plan if need be but if the lord blesses your plan and says i've established it then go with it so we need to sort of learn to find that balance that in the right situation which preference is going to to bring about the best results i believe that perceiving and judging preferences can complement each other very well if we learn how to develop ourselves within our specific preference and also develop the other preference within us and accept each other's differences and learn to navigate around them so as COVID has hit, I've heard certain Christians say, the end of the world is at hand. Are you prepared? And we may have been tempted to try and prepare and make a plan in terms of our physical well-being. Now, I'm not saying it's the end, but, but you know, the Bible is clear that the only preparation that we do as the end approaches is a spiritual preparation. Um, the Bible tells us very clearly in the verses that we read a little bit earlier that when it comes to the last days, when it comes to the end of this world, God says there's two things that we can't plan for we are going to have to rely on him completely for our physical welfare and for our 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 health and our lives you know our our safety and we're going to have to rely on him that when the time comes for us to give a testimony for our faith that he will bring those things back into our remembrance so the bible is clear that that we cannot prepare for and that we have to sort of almost go with the flow and trust that god will make a way um, I remember there was a, a family, a Christian family a while back, this is a true story, that believed that, um, this was a few years back, many years back actually that this happened, that they believed that as they were looking at the signs of the times that the, the, the world was going to end soon. And, and they went to very drastic measures to prepare and plan for the end. You see, they quit their jobs, they sold their belongings, and they lived on a farm. And on this farm, they built a massive storage facility where they harvested their crops and stored it up um, because they believed that the time was at hand and that they were going to, you know, sustain themselves on this farm until Jesus came. And they purchased a lot of non-perishable foods. And within two weeks of doing all of this and completing the project and being very happy that they, they had made a plan to, to survive the storm that was ahead, um, a massive 
actual storm hit their farm, a massive rainstorm, and it was almost like tsunami type, and uh, it hit the farm so badly to the point that the farm was flooded, and in the storage facility that they had built, everything that they had stored up came to to waste. It, it would perish. There was nothing left. And I, I believe that, you know, we need to be careful to to not listen to those words of God that says we can't prepare in that way. God wants us to have faith and to to step into our daily lives and say, Lord, I don't know what today brings. I don't have food. I don't have shelter. This crisis has brought me to a place where I, I can plan as much as I want, but my plans are going to come to nothing. I'm trusting you in this. Um, God will take care of it. And, you know, we must stay close to God and his plans and build our relationship with him. This is what we can plan for during times of crisis. We can plan how we're going to get up and how we're going to read our Bibles, how we're going to pray, how we're going to spend time in the word of God. Those type of plans are plans that God can bless, where you can say, I want you to plan for this. I want you to execute and, and to bring it to fruition every single day. I believe that God works with both. He works with judging and he works with perceiving. He works with plans and he works with with daily living and keeping our options open. Um, the reason I believe this is, is that these mental health talks that you have been listening to every single day is not a product of well thought out planned execution. Our program each day has been spontaneously conducted and chosen the day before. Um, the plans that I do make is to ask God to lead and to direct, to say, Lord, I'm planning that tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to do a talk. I'm going to set aside time to read and to study so that these talks can happen. But but I don't have a theme. I don't I don't don't know you know if I'm going to be able to wake up on time or if if the the talk that I prepared is going to be a good one but Lord I'm leaving it in your hand kind of a mix of planning and spontaneity all in one um, we need to learn that both of these are good for the Lord the Lord wants both of us the best things happen unexpectedly when risking life on the edge of the spectacular but there is a warning with living on the edge and living with this this open-ended type of life it says be warned that it can either be spectacularly wonderful where things work out even though we haven't planned or it can be a spectacular failure but when God is in it, I believe that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. In the Bible, we have the example of Daniel in crisis. Daniel in crisis didn't come up with a plan on how to get out of this decree that the king had made. He knew that it was out of his hands and he trusted the Lord. He, he went with the flow of everyday life. He woke up and he said, Lord, as the decisions come, I will follow your guidance. And perhaps today things are out of your control, kind of like it was for Daniel. You feel that it's outside of your ability, but he still had a plan, a plan to get up and pray three times a day, plan to get up and pray three times a day, plan to put your life in the, in the hands of the Lord. And wait patiently for him that he will help you to succeed in those plans. So if it is within your hands today to plan and make a difference, then do so. Take up your sword and your shield. Take up your, your, your judging and your perceiving. Both planning for the future where possible, but stepping into the day and allowing it to unfold. And where other options are available and they are better, go into those options. Be open to a change of plans if your plans don't work out. Listen to that small voice behind you that says, this is the way, follow in it. May God bless you today. Amen.
the Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at eight AM. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.